Remix, Joe Nell, Def Jam, Method Man. Yeah, yeah. How high? All the game that you were spitting. You know that you was tripping. Never thought you'd see me dipping. But I had to get missing. I'm tired of stressing me. Why don't you let it be? Come around testing me. Fucking with me mentally. Come on. You wanna see me so long. So long. Pack your bags, watch hey. you out the Cause every time that I you play this song, Shit. There you go again, flipping on me. Uh-huh. One yeah, minute you know shit, next minute you're shit. Another so what's the problem, huh? I want to thank everybody for tuning in and subscribing to our show. We got another co-host in here tonight. Uh, we got the uh, man from Tree Rail Network, the man from King of Sports. He's the bigger, he's in the building tonight. I want everybody to go do me a quick favor. I want you to share, subscribe, subscribe and share. Share and subscribe. Sharing is caring. I need those shares, man. To all 5,000 downloads that's happened in the past few weeks and months while we've been uh, on a long uh, skirt. I appreciate that. Yeah, we need that. We need that because I need to get my name out there. Uh, but before we go any further, I'm going to go ahead and let this ride out for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Then my heart is telling me you're not the one. All the games you play. Mr. Brian Carp, a.k.a. Big Hurt. What's up, man? Hey, man. What's, what's going on, man? What's yeah, we don't own the rights, man. I ain't trying to own the rights to this song, man. I just like the song. I like to come into... I like, I like to start my show off with this song, man. It's a great song. Can I, can I start off with this song without somebody taking it down on YouTube? It's going to be in my head for the rest of the week, man. I appreciate that. Hey, man. I want to first thank you for coming through, man. Uh... I've known this man for a long time with a lot of adventures. If I give you the background of how I met this man, y'all, it'll lead to more questions. Let's just say I met him on the internet. No homo for all those who want to go off with the, uh, oh, was it, was it Bumble? I don't know. It was Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> was it? What's the, what's the other joint? The, the the swipe joint? What's that? Uh, Tinder. Yeah, was it Tinder? Tinder? Tinder. Was it Grinder? No, it was none of that. Yo, I just <sighs> met him on Facebook, and you know, and um, like I said, it's gonna lead to more questions, but we have one common interest and one common thing that we both have in common, which is you know the love of professional wrestling. Um, but this man is more than that, man. Real quick, just give the people a little bit of background about who you are and what you are to the universe, real quick. You know, right now, um, well, my name is Hurt. In certain circles, I'm called Big Hurt, the Big Hurt, whatever, but typically just Hurt. Um, I do a podcast on True Radio Network every Wednesday night, and typically I do Redskins, but during the football offseason, I do a lot more pro wrestling and um, human interest sports stories, things that are bigger than sports, that are sports-related. You might see me throw out the rundown and talk about it. Okay, okay. So talk about um, the name of the show is Hertz House? Hertz House. Hertz House. And in Hertz House, just about anything goes. Mm-hmm. Um, we we specialize in having a lot of different opinions, varying opinions on the show. Mm-hmm. I don't want a bunch of yes men around me. And I don't know who does. I want people to come on my show and tell me why I'm wrong about whatever. One of the reasons I respect Mike Brown is Mike Brown's always quick to say, hey, Hurt, you know, this isn't. It's not always this way. It can't be that way. And, you know, that's that's what that's what we need in life. We need differing opinions to see each other's, uh, walk in each other's shoes, so to speak. Hey, man, you, um, I got, you got some mighty big shoes to fill over there, buddy. And I, I don't want to walk in your shoes, but I, I don't want to fill in on me. <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure, man. But, um, yeah, man, True Red Network. Talk about the network and, um, like, how it got started. You ain't going to give it to, you ain't going to give me grave details, but if you just want to give, you know, this, you know, this a, uh, a little um, mission statement, as they say in the corporate world. Uh, just a little mission statement, how it started, what's the direction, and things of nature. Anybody want to plug, whatever. You know, this is Well, yeah, it's True Radio Network. Uh, it's, most importantly, it's TRU. You can always check it out on True Radio Network, TRURadioNetwork.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, we're, we're not, we're more than just a podcast station. You know, we, we, we have different things every night. You know, on Monday nights, we have Sports on the Hill. My man Carol and Robbie, they come through and they talk about all sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything from from the National Football League to college lacrosse, and I mean that, college lacrosse, uh, you know, World Cup, hockey, baseball. Uh, they're on top of all the goings-on in the NBA right now. Tuesday night's True Talk, all politics, all the time. We talk about what's going on in the government, not just uh, 
you know, the president, but, you know, governor races, Senate races, talk about the importance of getting out and voting. Wednesday nights, Hertz House, you know. Uh, Thursday nights, uh, Paul Smith is on. He has a boxing special. Speaking, speaking of Paul Smith, me and him be trading stock tips. And, uh, Paul, if you're listening to this, I did, um, if I, I'm looking at your Nintendo trade advice. Uh, once I get a little bit more change, I will be investing in Nintendo. I think it's going to drop down a little bit more, but it was in the green when you told me about it. And that's not a really good thing to do is buy in the green. But uh, I'm in there, Paul. You see, me and Paul trade stock tips Yo, all the time. Paul, Paul, Paul's one of those do-it-all, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stock tips. Yeah. Uh, me and him talk about cryptocurrency a lot. Mm-hmm. Um and you know and boxing that Paul Paul is a, a boxing aficionado yeah he's so got them he, hands. he he knows a lot about it Friday night Robotron's on there he's talking about comic books movies um anime Saturday Saturday uh Katara rules the weekend man Katara's cafe Katara's spot um she has on authors um it, it's there's something literally for everybody at the network something for everybody okay. Okay, I appreciate that, man. Um, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about a little bit of LeBron James going to LA. Okay, oh, yes. we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about the WWE because we're both wrestling fans, and we can talk about you know Kirk Cousins getting guaranteed money. We can talk about all these things, but first I want to shout out um, my man Tony Gobain. This in a couple of weeks I'm gonna be in a music video. Uh, he just released his track Moments, one of my favorite tracks. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna turn us down. I'm gonna turn him up. And uh, we're going to listen to this real quick. And we're going to come back. We're going to talk about some LeBron James. As if you ever heard his name enough on ESPN and or FS1. Uh, you're going to hear it here on this podcast. It's a little something different. But it's my man, Tony Gobain. Uh, moments. Here we go. Nice and quiet. Oh, I wanna sex you up. You need this kind of love. Who gonna love you like me? Nobody. My body all over your body. They don't know about this. Take you to a place nice and quiet. Oh, I wanna sex you up. You need this kind of love. Who gonna love you like me? Nobody. My body all over your body. So I can hit it. Shorty text me, she had a long day. Told her get ready for the business. She the gift I needed since Christmas. I ain't never take off my wish list. Everything started with a kiss, kiss. Now we all twisted yoga positions. Told her she remind me of a Jeep. The way she ride me through the sheets. Told me she need TLC. Now she see why nigga creep. She got me cleaning for life, bro. She got me calling her wife, though. I can hit it all night, yo. Her body got me all hyped, though. Let me take you to a place nice and quiet. Ooh, I wanna sex you up. You need this kind of love. Who gonna love you like me? Nobody. My body all over your body. They I ain't seen her in a week, got me itching. I'm a fiend for that thing, so it seems. She gon' tell me how we do it in her dreams. She clean up nice, pussy clean. Gotta get it when I can, cause I'm on the back range. Best stroke, got a stripper like we flying on. Cause a weed smoke, got me stressed for a minute, don't need no notes. I be sliding in the thing, sounding like a ski slope. Stars to the board to the W. Y'all be feeling so loud, I'm coming to you. You can hear it, you can get the song anywhere, Spotify, uh, iSpy, um, Apple Pie, whatever um, you get your music from, you can get it from there. Just search Tony Gobain, C-O-B-I-A-N. Uh, probably spelled it, no, yeah, C-O-B-A-I-N. I think I said that correctly. Anyway, man, back to Hurt and myself here. Um, and uh, we was just rapping about the network, had to get, you know, get some of the... Uh, the uh, uh, red tape out of the way. Now we got that out of the way. I want to talk about because you're big into sports. Now you're in more in the NFL than I am into. Like I put like this. Like I'm not into the NFL. Mm-hmm. I just jump from team to team to team like Mario. Right. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I've known you. Uh, 
No one cares about me recording right now. Um, <laughs> no one cares about me recording either. That's why I got mine on mute. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> I, forgot, I, thought I, was like, Man, I thought I put this on Do Not Disturb. But, um, but uh, yeah, so that threw me off. But, you know, like I'm a big NBA fan. So uh, my question to you is, what did, a lot of people were talking about LeBron James and the decision, or this is, you know, his new decision. What are your thoughts on him going to L.A.? You know, let me start by saying this, okay? I have to, I have to tell the history of me and LeBron James. I am the OG, original LeBron James hater, okay? Mm-hmm. I hated LeBron James long before it was cool to hate him. I hated him when he walked up to my favorite basketball player, Gilbert Arenas and whispered in his ear and told him, you need to miss these shots so I can be the hero. And Gilbert missed the shots and LeBron traveled his way to the cup (laughs) and put the Wizards out of the playoffs. I hated him from that moment on. We were cool before that. Mm -hmm. But I was sitting four rows away when it happened and I hated him for life after that. That's that's what you need to know about me and LeBron James, okay? Mm. So when people started hating on him for going to Miami, I was like, well, I already hate him, so I'll join in because, you know, how dare he decide to go where he wants to go and make more money and whatever, you know? Yeah. How, how dare he chase a ring? Yeah. And I did think it took away from his legacy. But when LeBron James came back to Cleveland mm-hmm. and said, I'm going to bring a championship to Cleveland, I said, no, you're not. But he did. Mm-hmm. And the greatest finals performance we've ever seen where he led every team in every category – I decided at that moment it was time to stop hating him. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to look at him objectively. I can't love him, mm-hmm. but I thought it was like, you know what? It's time for the hatred to stop. Yeah. So when he decided to go to L.A., I had no problem. Mm-hmm. I had no problem at all. I had no problem with him going to L.A. I even have no problem with the chess move he pulled by clearing up so much of L.A.'s uh, dead money. Mm-hmm. By making a trade with L.A. in the middle of the season, knowing that if they didn't make that trade, they wouldn't be able to afford him now. Mm-hmm. I had no problem with any of that. I had no problem with the players going where they want to go. Mm-hmm. So all the hatred he's getting, it's fine. And I also don't have a problem with the Golden State Warriors stacking their team with yet another all-star just to stop LeBron. Yeah. I just, history has to remember that it went down this way. That one man chased an entire, LeBron chased an entire coast of talent out of the East. He chased everybody to the West. Nobody wanted to be in the East with LeBron because they knew there was no chance of them getting to the finals. Yeah. And people always say, LeBron will never go to the West. He would never be anything. He's in the West now. And yeah. you see the strongest team in the West getting stronger. And that's because of LeBron. That just shows you what he means to the NBA, what he means to sports, um, what he means to entertainment. Yeah. And LeBron can, in L.A. is going to be a big deal. Yeah, you can see that because it's, um, it's the offseason. And like I said, I can I, my favorite show to listen to or, or on podcasts or if I see it live is um, Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp Undisputed. used to be first take, but... I can't deal with all the um, Max Kellerman getting pumped by Stephen A. Smith. It's just annoying. But um, but like every topic is LeBron, and they could be talking about tuna fish, and somehow tuna fish turns into a LeBron subject or takes a turn into uh, to LeBron, and like he dominates the news headlines. Absolutely. For me, when it comes to LeBron, um, I didn't start liking him until he went to Miami. And I've been a Heat fan. And when people say he was only a Heat fan when it was the Heatles. No, Ronnie Cycli, Harold Miner, Steve Smith. I could keep going. Can you name any players when they go to State Warriors back in the 80s? Probably not. So <laughs> My answer is Tim Hardaway to both. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so for me, it's like I like the fact that he, he, he uses, he has the power. He wields it. No other superstar has ever done that. In the history of the NBA, like the, the main guy, Jordan never done it, Magic never done it, Bird never done it, Barkley, none of these people that that had the star power or had the ability to say, you know what, I'm gonna do what I want to do. But this generation of of, of NBA talent um, sees their 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 uh, 
their door or their their avenue and saying, hey, without me, you don't get TV ratings because no one wants to see you, Dan Gilbert, dribble the basketball. They want to see me dribble the basketball. And because of that, I'm, I'm going to need X amount of dollars. And when, t- and when players start recognizing that a lot of owners and GMs were wasting their talent just for ticket sales, for example, Kevin Garnett is one of the big examples of when he was in Minnesota and he became the big ticket, even though he was making that big money, they couldn't afford to put a team around him nor were they actually trying to put a team around them outside of the trail, Sprewell, Sam Cassell. Like, just enough just to pacify. But, you know, once they were like, okay, well, we can't do nothing else with him. Okay, now it's okay to trade you. Now it's okay now that you're almost washed up and you're in your 30s. Now you can go chase a ring. Example, Steve, Steve Nash spent all those years in Phoenix. And then when he started breaking down, Phoenix like, you know what? Maybe it's time to move on from Steve Nash. You earned the right to chase a ring now that they didn't use you up in, the, in your prime, didn't really put the right coach around you, the right system around you, example, um, so on and so on. So you see LeBron, you see Dwayne Wade, you see Bosh, you see Durant, you see these players say, I'm not going to allow the front office to let me know, um, to let me know when um, – it's okay for me to, ch- to chase a ring when I tell when I, when I tell the front office no it's not okay for me when I let the front office know hey uh, you don't tell me when to go get a ring I'm going to get my own ring <laughs> and I get back with you later and yep. I become the GM it, 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 you know it, it gets weird it gets funny because at the end of the day like I said when they trade a player no one bats an eye when the player takes his destiny in his own hands now everybody is giving the um, players a side eye. You know, I respect Kevin Durant for going to Golden State. Why not? Why not? If he saw that, if he saw the system that Golden State was running fit better for his game versus Oklahoma City, why not? I mean, Oklahoma City did let three of the last four MVPs. (laughs) Oklahoma City, they made some bad decisions, man. It's weird. You know, they didn't want to pay four million dollars, extra four million dollars to James Harden to avoid the uh, the tax. Three of the last four MVPs came from Oklahoma City, Durant, Harden, and Westbrook. So the, these things actually happen. <laughs> but they don't mind going to luxury tax now. So there's that, man. Um, I mean, what is Kirk Cousins going to do? I know I'm flipping over to the NFL. No, but, but but this is a good time to flip. This is a good time to flip because something the NBA guys got a long time ago is something that the NFL guys are about to get. Mm-hmm. And watch this segue, folks. The NBA is all about their guaranteed contracts. Yeah. Um, you know, when you sign somebody for five years, 120 mil, they're getting that five years, 120 mil, or you have to buy them out to let them go early. Carmelo. Carmelo's about to get bought out, <laughs> you know? Whereas yeah. in the NFL, you know, you sign a six-year, $100 million contract with $40 million guaranteed, you're getting $40 million. Yeah, you're getting forty million in three years, and then maybe if you're having a great year, maybe the team comes to you and says, "Hey, we know we owe you sixty million the next three years, but um, unless you want to get cut, and when we say cut, we mean we're going to cut you after every team already has their roster locked up, so no one's going to be able to afford to pay you. Um, we're going to need you to reduce that sixty million to twenty five million." That's right. Des Bryant says Des Bryant says no. And the owners cut him and no one picks him up as a message to anybody else who thinks, hey, you know, when we ask you to reduce your fee, we ask you to reduce the your contract, you're gonna reduce your contract. Yeah. Now Kirk Cousins got the first ever fully guaranteed contract. Yeah. White man. Um quarterback. And he thought that there was gonna be a trend behind him, and I thought there was gonna be a trend behind him, mm-hmm. but it's not happening. Yeah. And I think I think it's going to happen in next CBA. I think the players are going to end up striking, and the players are going to ask for guaranteed contracts. What you're going to see is smaller contracts, but fully guaranteed. Yeah. So no do, more do, do you, using them up and then getting rid of them. Do you think the NFL actually – well, I'm going to put it like this. The NFL Players Association, the NFL PA, do you really think they have the backbone or the stomach? Because a lot of times I see them always um, caving. They weren't prepared last time. Mm-hmm. Last time they weren't prepared for a long holdout. It mm-hmm. just happened. They had to do a long holdout, and the owners saw that they weren't prepared, and they they just they caved. Yeah. But when they caved last time, they let the players know: save your money, 
Watch your spending. Mm-hmm. Get with a firm that's going to help you not go broke. Go sign the Rock Nation. Um, Rock Nation who guarantees that nobody who's ever under contract with them will ever be broke. Yeah. They put players on the allowance with their own money. Oh, wow. You know, Jay-Z, you know, Jay-Z looked and said, oh, all you're doing for them is you're taking 10%? Okay. We're going to take, we're going to take uh, 10%, mm-hmm. but we're also going to hook you up with a money market account. We're also going to make sure your taxes are done. Um, we're also going to siphon away another 10% of your money that you can't touch until after you're retired. Yeah. Uh, we're going to siphon away a family fund and just setting players up so that when they leave the NFL, they have something yeah. besides their pension, which no one knows what's going to happen to after the next strike. Yeah. The players are prepared now. So the next time they strike, they are ready. You're not going to see as many stories about players going and getting loans because that's what happened last time. Last time you had players getting loans from loan sharks um, at like 200%. Like, hey, man, loan me a million dollars. I'll pay you back this $2 million, you know, when I get back in the league. And players was getting messed up off of that. Yeah. You're not going to see that this time. This time you're, going to see, you're seeing players who are being a lot more uh, fiscally responsible because they know there's a long winter coming after this season. After this season, this is going to be the last season in the NFL, folks. There will be a strike. Right on time for Vince McMahon's uh, um, football league. There will be a strike. We will miss games. And it may be an entire season long. But the players, the anthem, the anthem controversy, um, some of the health benefit problems, um, the commissioner, excuse me, the commissioner's power. Roger Goodell has way too much power. And even though he's stepping down after next season, the commissioner's office has way too much power. They can suspend you now and, and ask questions later. You're going to see all of those things rewritten in the next CBA. And the players will not back down. Mm. They're, ready to, they're ready to go. They're ready to strike. Okay. So, so it's going to be weird. So, so my, my thing is... Um, Sorry, that's my... No, no, no that's, that's this. No, what... So... So for me, and I'm glad you brought that up because it, it is it is, seems to me like the NFL does need a need to go away for a little bit because they're like mired in controversy. If it's not the if it's not the anthem protest, then it's like uh, was I just I just heard the Arizona Cardinals, yeah, Arizona Cardinals owner um, lobbying for his good friend who just became just was nominated for Sup- Supreme Court justice on the website. So it's it, you know it's a lot of ass backward yeah. yeah it's a lot of ass backward things going on keep politics out of sports meantime your owners talking politics <laughs> meanwhile your owners talking politics yeah, you know and and you got owners taking um, the leadership of forty five it's 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 weird yeah so um, I honestly believe the NFL needs that needs a nice healthy strike uh, shut it down hell I'm I'm good without the NFL season for a year. Uh, some people say they're not, um, but I mean, you can always play Madden. I don't know. <laughs> I can't go back to Madden. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you always go back to Madden. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Um, but we're gonna take another short break. When we come back, I'm gonna bring my man, uh, Kurt Bonjo. So when we come back, uh, there's a pay per view coming up. Now, when you hear this podcast, I'm gonna give you an update on this podcast. You may not hear this podcast for like a week or so. With that being said, um, these might be spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> or, or or the opposite of spoilers. Yeah, it might be the opposite of spoilers. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, uh, all I know is, uh, yeah, it's gonna, we're going to talk about uh, the pay per view coming out, uh, Extreme Rules. Um, uh, where is it? Um, I don't have a song, Kurt. I don't have a song, yo. No, no, here we go, Kurt. Boom. I don't have a song. So what you're saying is I'm freestyling. Is that what's happening? No, you're not freestyling. Oh, okay. I would play another song. Oh no, I could just do this. Um, I could just do this. So I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do this right here. Sounds like I'm about to freestyle. No, you're not about to do it. Okay. Oh, so it's, oh, because it's not connected to a, it's not connected to a Wi-Fi source. Mic check one two one two. Sounds like I'm about to freestyle. That's what I'm about to do. No, don't do that. We don't want that. <laughs> At least you own the rights to the music. Yeah, that's true. Oh, boom. <laughs> not just, that you would want to. Oh, uh, just. Found it. Okay, I just found it. All right, here we go. Uh, this is gonna be real quick. All right. Truly the greatest, baby. All hail to my favorite lady. 
And I would elevate your name, but I'm saying you already an angel, baby. Shorty fast, slim thick, she my drug, she my fix. And I all up in her mix, she be mixing with the wrist. She the plug, she finesse, she the one they call the ghost. She don't stress, she don't trip, and she fuck with all my bros. So if I gotta choose someone, then it must be her. She been here since day one. I guess I'm gonna have to call her back, I guess I'm gonna have to call her back. This is Wale, I don't want to break her back I'm just going to take a quick break Watch out to the homie, the homie's living Genesis Barbershop I don't have an address in front of me But Genesis Barbershop, always cussing my hair My son's hair, shout out to the man Dub Dub the barber who takes care of my son Shout out to the homie O Who always taking care of me when I'm in the barbershop One of the best barbershops in Woodbridge, Virginia I'm about to go ahead and Google the address real quick I'm sure it's going to take me a second uh, because I'm very prepared for everything. Says the guy who's not prepared for anything. There we go. Uh, 2890 Gerber Way, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22192. Yeah, slide on over to Genesis Barbershop. Ask my man, Hope. Ask my man, Dub the Barber. Or go get um, get my man, um, Mac. He does a lot of jumping jacks. A lot of people, man. It's a good barbershop. And I'm like over here with the homie, um, Big Hurt again. What's up, Hurt? What up, man? What's going on? Not much, man. I know we was taking a break, but that was just me um, resetting. Um, That's cool. I thought I was going to freestyle, man. No, we don't need that. No, you don't. No, we don't need that. So what I'm going to do is, um, Extreme Rules is this Sunday, man. Extreme Rules is this Sunday. Uh, WWE, real quick, before we even get to the WWE, well, we get to the WWE, before we get to Extreme Rules, I want to talk about this Brock controversy. And, um, I ain't speaking my language. Okay. Maybe we'll talk about Brock Lesnar and not talk about this at all, the uh, Extreme Rules, because I don't know <laughs> when this is going to air. So we could be talking predictions. We could do both. I don't care. We could do both. We could do predictions, and then we'll find out when this airs. We'll find out how right or wrong we were. But I'll tell you what about this Brock controversy that's not going away. Okay. So what are your thoughts? I'm going to give you my <clears throat> thoughts on Brock Lesnar. Because... Um, we're in a group called No Hose Bard. Um, it's a big old wrestling community. First of all, I just want to say that the wrestling community is really big. I used to be a closet wrestler fan. I came out wrestling fan um, <laughs> like three or four years later. Uh, I ran into my man, Brandon Moore. Shout out to Brandon Moore, Broken My Comedy. Um, I didn't know there were so many wrestling fans in the world, like my age. Like I, 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 It was a kid's thing, but I didn't know my age. Um, there was like big wrestling fans our age. So, <laughs> yeah, and it's not just you know out of shape men. There's women, and uh, so I say all that. So the big controversy is right now we're talking we're talking Brock Lesnar, UFC. Um, one of the debates that that's in the group, uh, and I was going to type this out and I changed my mind. I'm going to type it out. Is Brock Lesnar is a draw for the WWE? Hence the reason why he gets the treatment that he gets. Hence why the Universal Title is now a great collector's item which could be resellable later on in two or three years when it's no longer on the website. Um, <laughs> um, Man. So what are your thoughts, Hurt, on like just Brock Lesnar journey? I'm going to give you my thoughts, and then we can just bounce back and forth. You can't put a price on star power. Mm-hmm. Star power is very big. It's very, uh, you know, it's, it's a big deal. And I think if you have Brock on the roster, he's got to be one of your world champions. That's just me. Um, I'm not really tripping off of, I'm not really tripping off of him wrestling three, four times a year. I wish he wrestled on Raw a little more often. I do. Because that would, that would shut people up. But the truth of the matter is, he's good for business. When he shows up, he has great matches. People will try to be revisionist now and be like, well, I mean, when he shows up, he isn't, when he shows up, he has the match of the night. Whether it's against AJ Styles, whether it's against, um, not so much as Roman Reigns matches because of Roman's reigns, but his match against AJ Styles tore the house down. Samoa Joe tore the house down. Triple threat with Braun Strowman tore the house down. All he does is go out and have great matches. He brings an intensity and he brings a prestige to the belt that no one else on the roster can do. That's just that's all it is to it. And personally, the WWE has gotten slick with dropping these articles Every couple of weeks is, oh, Brock, uh, Brock's going back to UFC, so expect him to drop the belt. And then Brock don't drop the belt, and people are shocked. Except for me. I'm over it now. 
And I really think that when it's all said and done, Vince's goal is for Brock to hold the UFC title, UFC heavyweight title, and the WWE Universal Championship at the same time. I think you're going to see Brock Lesnar holding both. I don't think he's going to drop the belt anytime soon. I think he's going to win both, and it's going to be great for both businesses. And fans are going to hate it. But, you know, it's the same way as fans hating Floyd Mayweather. I, 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 I think the two are similar. Now, to your point, as I skip Bayless you, okay. or, or Shannon Sharp, whatever one you want to be. Skip. <laughs> okay. Shannon O'Shea Sharp the plan. So um, here's the thing I have the problem with the word draw mm-hmm. Is is Brock Lesnar Everything that you say Intensity brings a different type of fire to a match Yes he does that mm-hmm. Draw I, 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 have a, I have a problem with that word Because um, What I wrote out in text was Brock Lesnar isn't a draw He's a novelty act Because he only shows up every blue moon He's no different than Undertaker The Rock, Stone Cold Ric Flair, any Hall of Famer you put out there that only shows up every blue moon, he's he's not somebody that uh, is a draw. Hogan in the eighties was a draw because every time he shows up, you he was advertised, he was put on the on the on the main you know on the posters. He's going to be there every night. Ric Flair is a draw, but to say hey, uh, Brock Lesnar is showing up at the Royal Rumble, but then the main event is the Ladies Royal Rumble. <laughs> the ladies Royal rumble is the draw but brock lesnar is the novelty act that shows up on these events or on, the big, or on these big special occasions because if you look at the matches that he wrestled in a lot of those matches that we named that you named aren't the main event they're like somewhere in the middle or whatever even like let's say the greatest Royal rumble brock was at the greatest Royal rumble along with the undertaker which is another novelty act triple h wrestle novelty act john cena novelty acts all these part-time wrestlers he wasn't, the, I don't believe, you know, Brock Lesnar wasn't the main event. It was the 50-man over-the-top battle royal. Mm-hmm. So I, my biggest issue is the fact that we, we use the term draw because he, he's not. Because if he was the draw, then he would be the main event of these events. You, he would be the reason why you would come out to see this. It's no different than, like, Undertaker, WrestleMania. Undertaker only wrestles at WrestleMania. Makes him a novelty act. Now he's wrestling a little bit more, but it's like, Every now and then. Like, he was just at, just at Madison Square Garden. But part-time. The only reason I would disagree with that is because when I say Brock is a draw, the numbers back it up. Um, if you go on the, the Nielsen or something site, I can't remember which site it was, they'll tell you that Brock Lesnar's segments on Raw mm-hmm. are always the highest rated and highest watched mm-hmm. because he's drawing an audience. The pay-per-views with him always draw a lot more. Yeah, the Women's Rumble was the main event, but the Women's Rumble was also at the, uh, the Women's Rumble was, all, nah, not the Women's Rumble, they also did the Women's Cage Match at Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. Brock wasn't there, it wasn't as much of a draw. Mm-hmm. And when you have someone like Brock, who is a draw and draws more eyes on the product, you get more eyes on the Women's Rumble. You get more eyes on whatever act they choose to put on as the main event. Mm-hmm. He gives you that ability because, you know, he, he gives you eyes on whoever the challenger is. You get a better look at him because people are looking to see how he moves. Samoa Joe can never go back to what he was after the way he handled himself during the segments with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. For me. Um, and I think for a lot of people also, you look at Samoa Joe a little different mm-hmm. because of the way he handled it. And the way that was able to happen was because of Brock Lesnar. That wouldn't have happened with Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Um even though Seth Rollins is the best wrestler in WWE right now for me, mm-hmm. um, it wouldn't have happened with him either. It happens with Brock. And they're using, even if it's a novelty, mm-hmm. he's a novelty that's performing at the top of his career right now. The Undertaker, you, you know what you're getting out the Undertaker. You're not getting much. Yeah. John Cena, you're getting what you've been getting out of John Cena. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rock, when he's allowed to wrestle... He's still, okay, well, the Rock's looking pretty good. But Brock is not just a novelty act like a Ric Flair who shows up, takes a backdrop, rolls out of the ring. Oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> like, Brock comes in, and he brings an intensity, and he brings something to the product. Yeah. And except for the few, 
I wish he appeared a few, a few more times. It'd be less of an argument. But also, I think he's I think he's good. When you say Brock is the highest segments on Raw, you gotta also gotta look at where they strategically place in Brock. A lot of times his segments are either in the very beginning where everybody first turned on to the product. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say also sometime in the... Either- halftime. Halftime in the football games. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, no. Yeah, no you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And, and, and as soon as it, you, know, you see a match happening, um, and it's between Fandango and, and whoever, yeah. and you see the referee rush them home just as you get to the two-minute warning of the football game. Yeah. And just as the football game's going to halftime, Brock Lesnar's coming out. You're right about that. Yeah, they strategically place him there. But that's the one week that Brock is there. The three or four weeks that he's not there, when they strategically place Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins or whoever, nobody draws as much as Brock Lesnar. There's only one person on the roster, and this is a fact, there's only one person on the roster who gets more views than Brock Lesnar. And when I say on the roster, I mean the entire WWE roster. Can you guess who that person is? Elias. It is not Elias. I'll give you a clue. This person's not an active wrestler. Stephanie McMahon. You're close. Triple H? Yes, no. Vince McMahon? Vince McMahon. <laughs> Vince McMahon gets the high, he's the highest rated person. When he's out there, mm-hmm. he gets the most views. It's the highest rated segment every time. Every time Vince but shows up. He's a up. novelty act. He's a novelty act, and he's not wrestling. Yeah. That's the difference. He's a novelty act. He shows up. He may let Kevin Owens put hands on him. He may let uh, whoever beat him up. He may fire Stephanie or he may humiliate Kurt Angle. Whatever he's there to do. Mm-hmm. Vince gets the most eyes. Brock Lesnar is number two. But Brock Lesnar can still go out and have a great match with Samoa Joe or Kevin Owens or whatever. Not to mention... They do advertise him for the house shows that they do mm-hmm. when they go to certain towns and he's doing house shows. Madison and those Garden. are consistently sold out. Madison Square Garden. Only Madison Square Garden. Which is like, there is like... And St. Louis. He has a thing for St. Louis too. Because around the corner from his house. Oh, oh, is that what that is? <laughs> yeah. He, he is. Yo, I'm like, why does he always show up in St. Louis? Like, he's doing his 10-second matches with Kane in St. Louis. Literally like, it's a favor to them. Like, it's, yeah, I'll do that match. Yeah, it's literally around the corner from his house. Oh, okay. I always wonder. Yeah. I always wonder what that was. It's like the garden... In, in St. Louis. You will never catch him at the Verizon or the Capital One. <laughs> oh, man. It was almost a riot that one time we went to Raw that night. Yeah. And he didn't show up. We were, and he was like, yo, he's in Japan. It was like, man, we thought we was going to see Brock. You sure? It was one time I thought I did see Brock. Y'all might have seen him without me. But the time that I went, mm-hmm. it was a terrible show because half of the roster was in Japan yeah, getting yeah. ready for a tour. Yeah, because that's what that's the that was the um the, that that show where he took on Kofi Kingston when when New Day first first were blowing up first day eyes on Kofi Kingston man yeah <laughs> so um but yeah so that's that's the only thing is and and I think in the midst of Vince if we're going with your theory that Vince wants the Universal and the UFC title in both hands and Brock Lesnar's hands. He's also simultaneously buried his whole raw roster. In the, in the I don't. Roster. I don't disagree. You know, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I, I. I told somebody the other day online. I said, you know, they were like, you know, he's hogging all the spotlight for the wrestlers. I'm like, no, he's not. Mm-hmm. He's giving them more camera time, if anything. Yeah. Like you know, what it's doing for someone like Seth Rollins is 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 ridiculous. It's giving him a spotlight where he can go out and do his thing. But, you know, it's like, it's for me. It's time for it to end. Yeah. I'm a big Brock supporter, but it's time for this to end. It's time for him to. It's time for them to decide who he's dropping the belt to, give that person a push, and get the belt off of him. Because also, I think it's weak, and this is just my opinion. It's weak that Braun Strowman has the money to bring beefcase when you built him up to be this monster the whole entire time. And now what you're saying is the only way that anybody get the belt off of Brock Lesnar is the monster amongst men has to cash in a briefcase when Brock Lesnar is weak <laughs> to win this belt. And it's like, how? How is like, like, I can see if it was Bobby Roode and he had to do it. That's one thing. I can see if it was Kevin Owens. That's another thing. But the guy that in the, literally the whole universe, the WWE universe is behind, has to carry a briefcase to, to you know, to cash in. It's, it's really whack. And that just shows like how much they have invested in Brock and in, 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 in maybe with your theory, with the UFC thing, hoping that all this works out, 
that, you know, it's like, yeah, the only way anybody could beat Brock is with a briefcase. They got to cash in. Of all people, the monster amongst men. I have no disagreement with anything <laughs> you're saying right now. No disagreement at all. All I have to say is anybody but Roman. Uh, I think they, that ship has still... The best thing they could have did with Roman was move him to SmackDown. And they didn't want to do that, so... Uh, I think him and Seth will have a good series. But I think, you know... For what, though? For the kind of title or just... Seth may force him to become a better wrestler. And that's what Roman needs right now. I, I'm starting to see the buds of Roman's personality come through. Mm-hmm. He's starting to become this, I call it sassy Roman. Mm-hmm. Every time he says something, I go, oh, okay, Roman, I know you had that in you. He, he's getting sassier. Yeah. But the problem with Roman is, in the ring, mm-hmm. it's clothesline, clothesline, Superman punch, Superman punch, clothesline, Superman punch, spirit, thanks for coming. We need more. And I think Seth Rollins, I mean, John Cena did that. When John Cena wrestled Kevin Owens, it forced John Cena to break out some new stuff. Yeah. By the way, John Cena's teasing a sixth move of Doom, just so you all know. He's teasing another move. Roman needs that. He needs, he's not big and strong enough to be the powerhouse they're trying to make him into. He's not fast enough to be a speecher. He doesn't have an identity in the ring. He needs more. And I think Seth will be the one to give him that. Or Kevin Owens. With that being said, I think it's time to Extreme Rules is I'm not gonna do the whole I'm not gonna do the whole Extreme Rules winning time and blah 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 blah. You catch on W Network because they're not they're not listening to this nor are they uh, uh, sponsoring this show. But I will say WWE Extreme Rules this Sunday. Uh, get the network WWE Network for nine ninety nine. You know the you know the rules. All right, so. I'm going to name some of these matches, and uh, we're going to give each other, we're going to give the opinion uh, or prediction, and then uh, maybe sometime next week, we'll go over our predictions. Maybe we should just write this down, or whatever. So we'll predict it, and then next week, we'll come back off our predictions. Let's do that. Okay. So, uh, with that being said, the first match I have, according to WWEnetwork.com, with WWE.com, we have Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens in a steel cage match. Um, off grip, grip, I'm going to go with Kevin Owens. I'm going to go with Braun Strowman um, simply because Kevin Owens doesn't need it, and there's no need to make the person who's about to win the world title look weak. Even though they have a habit of the Money in the Bank winner losing mm-hmm. a bunch of matches before he cashes in, I'm still going to go with Braun. Um, only reason why I'm going with Kevin Owens is because this is the safest way for Braun Strowman to lose without looking weak because Kevin Owens could just escape the cage. Yeah. So um, I'm already second guessing, but I'm <laughs> But I'm really I'm, I'm leaning towards Kevin Owens only because of the steel cage uh, factor. If it said um, if there was battling in a pinfalls only submission match, I would definitely go with um, Braun Strowman. But because the element of escape is part of the um, the, the determination um, and no DQs. Of course, I'm going to go with uh, Kevin Owens. So you said, Brian, I'm going with Kevin Owens. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I should write this down so I don't have a pen on me. I know I stole the pen from a restaurant earlier today. I got a notepad in my phone. Boom. I knew I had one. All right, so. Okay, even better. And I, and I have a bill. <laughs> <laughs> Bills are good for two things, spade scores and writing stuff down in general. So write this down. Hopefully y'all can hear me. So, Carr said <laughs> Strowman, mm-hmm. and I said Owens. Okay, so the next match I see is Finn Balor versus the Constable, um, Baron Corbin. I hope I said Constable right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Constable Cor- Corbin only because um, they seem to be like, they seem to like to let Finn Balor ha- go out and have great matches, but not win them. <laughs> I'm going to go with Finn because Constable Corbin has been getting the best of him lately on Raw. And 50-50 booking is a real thing. I'm going with Finn. Uh, I believe the 50-50 booking until the last time I lost an elite. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we got um, B-Team versus Matt Hardy and um, Bray Wyatt, the Woken Warriors. Um. I'm leaning towards the Woken Warriors, actually. I'm leaning toward the Woken Warriors, too. And that's only because... (sighs) 
I don't think the B team would be taken serious as tag team competitors. Yeah. Although, I see the Ascension is starting to win some matches on the main event, which made me think the B team is going to win the championship, mm-hmm. and the Ascension will be the first people they uh, challenge. But AOP, yeah, I think AOP interferes in this match. I think the Woken Warriors keep the belts. Oscar versus Carmella. I'm gonna let you get this one. <laughs> I just don't know how Oscar can lose again to Carmella. I don't see it. I gotta go with Oscar on this one. I don't see how she could lose again. Um, I've seen Shisuke lose enough times to AJ Styles Woo! to let me know <laughs> that I'm going with Carmella. <laughs> <laughs> because for some odd reason, Vince doesn't win Japanese champions. Even though he paid a lot of money to get them over here and it's, and and put a lot of money into their English training, um, he's like, "Yep, but you can't be my champion." Very forty-five like Vince. Very forty-five mm. like um, Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. Uh, I'm going to go with Alexa Bliss. They should have never taken that belt off of Nia Jax, but it's one hundred percent clear they have no confidence in Nia Jax. Alexa Bliss. Yeah, and that's a shame. Yeah, they, um, I think it was it was, the, it was a great feel good story for WrestleMania that she won, but that about it, because Vince McMahon likes him small and um, beautiful, and maybe he doesn't like him plus size. He likes a blonde, so yeah. So he was like, "Thank you, but no, thank you." And that's not a shout out to the ladies. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm just saying from from what I see, you know, Vince still has his you know, even though the rev- the women's revolution is is going on, women's revolution is still going on. Uh, he still has the diva mentality. Yeah. And he still has the, you know, he still has final say. So for me, I would love to see Nia Jax win because she never really got a fair shot or shake at being champion. Sort of like Naomi. Like, she won the belt, but you didn't see her on SmackDown a lot defending it. You just saw her. And then the one or two times, it was like a tag team match. And then when she finally defended against somebody that was credible, she lost, she tapped out to Natty Hart, of all people who I really think is bland, is um, Wheat Brand. Shinsuke versus Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy just broke out the Woken, the uh, Woken Jeff Hardy gimmick. Mm. It'd be a shame to see him lose this early. I'm going with Jeff Hardy. Man, this is going to be a hard pay-per-view to pick. I'm going with Shinsuke because he can't lose two title matches back to back. I got to give him a try. I got I to give it to him. Uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins 30-man Iron Man match. Seth Rollins is poised for something bigger. Dolph Ziggler's going to win that match. Seth Rollins is going on to uh, get mixed up in the world title picture. I'm also going with um, Dolph Ziggler as well. I also, I suspect some chicanery or some tomfoolery to happen with Drew McIntyre. Uh, okay. The Bludgeon Brothers versus Team Hell No. This looks obvious. So obvious that I don't think they're going to win, which is Team Hell No. So I'm going to go with the Bludgeon Brothers. Yo, I think it's going to be the Bludgeon Brothers, too. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I thought I was the only one who felt that way. I see a Team Hell No split, maybe a little mini feud. Yeah. Just, in, just until Daniel Bryan decides whether he's going to sign that contract or not, folks, because Daniel Bryan becomes a free agent right after SummerSlam. Yeah, after um, SummerSlam, is all over. And just like my ETS date in the, um, in the Army when I left, uh, it was really nice to me. Until I decided I wasn't going to sign back up. And by that time, it was my last drill. And it looks like they're getting everything they can out of Daniel Bryan before. They're getting, like, the go away, going away tour. Mm-hmm. They gave you him and AJ Styles. They gave you him and Jeff Hardy. Did they give you that? I don't know if they gave you that. They, they gave you him and Joe. I think they're going to give you him and Miz yeah. at SummerSlam just to, just to get out of there. All right. Roman Reigns versus Bobby I Have No Eyelashes Lashley. This is one of those matches I really don't care about. It's probably going to be the main event. And my thing is, if it's going to be... Here's how you, here's what's going to happen, folks. If this match happens where it should happen, third or fourth from the end on the card, Bobby Lashley's going to win. If this is the main event, Roman Reigns is going to win. And I hope, if this is the main event, I hope the fans do what they did last time. I hope they beat the traffic and then get up and leave. <laughs> I'm going to go with the brother with no eyelashes. I'm going, I'm going with Roman, man. I'm, I'm, I think they're going to give it to Roman. I don't think they're done pushing him. By the way, um, none of these picks that I'm making are my official E-League picks or LUW picks. I'm just yeah, saying. yeah. So in case y'all hear these, you know, forget y'all. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. And the main event, probably not. Uh, your world heavyweight champion, AJ Styles versus Rusev Day. AJ, easily. AJ, easily. Can't, can't bet against Even you. though it's SmackDown, it's AJ, easily. I could almost smell the swerve, but I'm also going with AJ Styles because for some reason. It's the only match I'm sure of. <laughs> it's the only match I'm sure of. This is going to play great if, he, if, if, Roman, if Rusev wins that belt. Mm-hmm. This is going to be some great audio. Yeah. It's the only <laughs> match I'm sure of. So, those are our predictions. Um, Brian Carr has Strowman. I mean, Big Hurt. Which one? Big Hurt was too late. I, said, I said yeah. your government name enough Hurt, that it doesn't matter. Hurt. Right. Hurt. Car, whatever. So, <laughs> Big Hurt has Strowman, Finn Balor, Woken Warrior, uh, Oscar, Alexa Bliss, Jeff, Hardy, Dolph, the Bludgeon Brothers, Roman Reigns, and AJ Styles. On my end, I have, um, I said Brown, but that's me. Owens, Corbin, Woken Warriors, Carmella, Alexa, Shinsuke, Dolph, the Bludgeon Brothers, Lashley, and AJ Styles. So, actually, we could actually use, um, so these are not our official scores, but we could use E-League scoring. Um, for the next taping and be like how many points we actually won and since you're the only one who knows how to do the score um, I'm not the only one who knows how to do the score I'm the only one who cares about doing the score yeah I, I know it's like five points and it's like whatever anyway so hey fellas uh, hey guys uh, I want to thank you sir for um, coming on to the show again hey man thanks for having me N- not a problem man hey everybody if you like the show you like the list if you listen if you like the show you listen to it please do me a favor subscribe share share a like subscribe to the show we got a lot more content like I said I got the, um, the family podcast coming back with me and my daughter, but it's going to be absolutely great. Another episode with Old Mike Radio Show with my home my homeboy. I'm going to say homegirl, my homeboy, Glenn Lawrence or Brandon Moore or Big Hurt, whoever I get to get. I'm here. in your seat, Brandon. <laughs> I'm in your seat. I'm bending your seat out, Brandon Moore. <laughs> whoever I can get or convince to come through and uh, speak to me for the next um, hour and some change. Anyway, thank y'all for listening. I'm about to cue up the music again. Um, this, this artist is a good friend of mine. He has a song called Giddy Up. Um, uh, Eyes on the Prize Records. Thank y'all for getting for listening. And we're out.